Bitches be eating dog food. You can't stop bitches from eating dog food. Bow, wow, wow. We've seen it all before, so let's reload on a very special episode of shows that sucked and shows that blowed. Buckle up, buttercup, it's a bumpy road. Going deep inside the mainframe secret code. Some of this shit stinks, some of it's gold. Good evening, boys and ghouls. <laughs> and welcome to a very special episode, the spookiest podcast in the month of October. <laughs> I'm your host, Scary Ryan Alexander Tanner. And with me is an axe-wielding maniac. <laughs> Call me Carolyn the Mangler Mane. Yeah, yeah. And a scary mummy. <laughs> Austin Goryton. Nice. Ooh. I thought he was more of a daddy. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, he's still. All I know is he's wrapped in toilet paper. Yeah, what is with that? <laughs> it's it's old and decaying. But at least in October, there's some there's some context for it. Yeah, works this month. It's slightly less inappropriate in yes. October. Yes. This is my time to shine. And this week we will be discussing Freddy's Nightmares, Season 1, Episode 19, Missing Persons. In which, so I guess the show always has two stories in I a guess, row. sure. That is my understanding. So the first one is about, I guess it's sort of about uh, uh, eating disorders. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then the second one is about midlife crises. Two very special topics, Ryan. Well mm-hmm. chosen. Thank you. And they, I don't know if they're morality plays or what the <laughs> fuck, but I guess we'll spend yeah. a lot of time unpacking that. In the grand old Nightmare on Elm Street tradition, yeah. Mm-hmm. We don't know why these people are being vexed by Freddy, but they sure fucking are. No, but I'm glad you're here, Carol, because I believe this will call for a lot of puns. Yay! <laughs> In true Freddy Krueger stilo. So, before we get into the episode, uh, we'll start with Carol. What is your relationship with the show Freddy's Nightmares? Um, the show, barely anything. Uh, we started our dalliance today, and it was quite uh, quite a dance. Wasn't this um, your idea? Yeah, yeah, I'd heard of it, and I'm like, that sounds goony as hell. I've never watched seen it? the films uh, plenty, you know, here mm-hmm. and there. Uh, the Nightmare on Elm Street, I like stupid horror more than I should. Mm-hmm, so, of too. course, I've seen those, right? The practical effects and the murdering, always mm-hmm. great fun. Uh, but no, yeah, I look forward to a chance, just like tonight, on a spooky Oh, how's Eve to finally check out this Freddy Steez. And yeah, I was not disappointed. Cool. Wait, had you never seen the show ever? Um, maybe I did. I don't have a recollection of it, if I had. I did watch plenty of Tales from the Crypt, which is mm-hmm. similar. Yeah, that was later than this. Mm-hmm. And that was HBO, and this was Network, so that was a oh. little... This little, was uh, Network? Because I thought they had some swearing. I don't mm-hmm. remember them. No? no. Okay. Except for when that little kid goes damn straight. <laughs> yeah. It was some hard swears. Damn. We're going to talk about that. And then, and you're a fan of the movies. Sure. Yeah. I'll yeah. always watch him. I'll watch a cartoon man murder anybody. It's great. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> That's your quote. <laughs> That's your quote of the week. 
Uh, how about you, Austin? Uh, yeah, the this show itself, uh, I've never seen before, was vaguely aware of its existence. Like, I knew there had been sort of a anthology-style Nightmare on Elm Street show where uh, uh, Freddy would pop up and do different horror things, but I, I had never seen it. Prior to sitting down to watch this episode, uh, the movies, like Carolyn, I have seen. Uh, actually, David and I made an effort. Uh, this was probably like early 2000s. I think it was right after we both had graduated from college and were back in town hanging out, being shiftless. Uh, <laughs> we decided to watch all of the Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the 13th movies. Mm-hmm. And so we would like watch the first one of each series and then we'd watch the second one of each series and the third one and this is of course just barely pre netflix and whatnot so like we were legit going to a video store on like a (laughs) thursday or friday night and renting you know the first friday the 13th at nightmare on elm street and then next weekend we'd go and get the next two and uh so we made our way then you rewound them afterward right of course be kind rewind we're not animals carol wow you guys are so old-fashioned so I uh, so that was so I'm I'm familiar with Freddy. I've seen all of them except for like the the super most recent reboot with uh, oh, Jackie yeah. Earl Haley, which I hear is pretty shitty. Yeah, um, like most of the modern horror reboots. But uh, yeah, both those series had really bland reboots. Was big was big fan of number three, of course, which is Dream Warriors. Where, oh yeah, you know he fights he fights the X Men in in the dreamscape. Mm-hmm. Um, and D and D. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, oh, and uh, I should also point out that uh, it's appropriate we're doing this episode now, not only because of the Halloween tie-in, but the week we are recording this marks the 30th anniversary of the debut of this show. Oh, it's of this first, show? Yeah, of this show, Freddy's wow. Nightmare. I can't believe we've been on for 30 years, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it, it feels like longer. Yeah, it, a really little, does. just a little. <laughs> Yeah, the first episode of Freddy's Nightmare uh, debuted 30 years ago tomorrow night as of this recording. What? There we go again with our entirely accidental timeliness. Right? Yeah. Hat tip to uh, to the podcast 302010, which is where I learned that from listening to it over the weekend. Oh, very nice. Were you listening to other podcasts to prepare, Austin? Well, no, I was just listening to other podcasts, and then it, it happened to be accidental preparation. Sure, mm. sure, sure, sure. I mean... I can't go outside without hearing someone saying something about Freddy's nightmares. <laughs> That's what all the kids are talking about. Can't I just go to the coffee shop? Can't we talk about Facebook? <laughs> Our Friendster accounts? Yeah, Friendster. MySpace. Ta- yeah, can't we just talk about that? I wonder what that Tom guy's up to these days. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm sure he's having an ironic nightmare about having <laughs> no friends or something. I would totally watch that. He was probably pissed that he wasn't Mark Zuckerberg, and now it's probably come back around to where he's like, I'm cool not being Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, he's like, I didn't have to go to any courts today. <laughs> so, for me... Yeah. So, we were talking about... I was up in the air about doing a Halloween episode. I was actually going to do another episode of Taxi this time. Ryan loves Taxi. <laughs> I love Taxi, but I'll save it for next time. So, heads up, my next episode is probably going to be a Taxi. <laughs> But, uh, and then Carol suggested Freddy's Nightmares, and I immediately 
remember this specific episode because oh, wow. I now know I was six when I saw it based on the information you just provided, which is the exact same age as the dad in the second story. Wrap your head around that one. Oh, yeah. But um, so this is my midlife crisis is doing this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> pretty good one you know it's moderately and it's contained this is a good midlife crisis it's not as bad it's a lot more calm than the one that this fellow has yeah so but both are a nightmare (laughs) so i remember staying at we had our friends that lived across the street from us and staying at their house and we would watch like wwf wrestling and they would play 8-bit Nintendo. I remember Castlevania well. Nice. And yeah. we watched Freddy's Nightmares maybe at least a couple times. And I don't remember. The thing I really remember forever is the scene, spoiler alert, where <laughs> she's eating the dog food. Oh. And I don't know what happened. I can't tell you in hindsight. But I remember that it fucking freaked me out (laughs) and i feel like we stopped watching it or i left the room or i had to go home i'm not really sure maybe so i think ryan hear me out what you did is you pissed all over the couch and Mm -hmm. then you pissed in the super nintendo and mario became just a piss world that's my guess the only reason I'll dis- dispute that is because uh-huh. it was 8-bit Nintendo, Carol. Oh, right. Darn. I, would, I jumped ahead to 16. Yeah. <laughs> right. this, was, this was 30 years ago. Exactly. <laughs> to the day. To the day. Um, so Super Nintendo didn't exist yet. That's true. You got me. But so this is just one of those things that I remembered... You know, it's like you always remember, like, traumatic moments of, like, mm-hmm. everyone remembers when the horse dies in the never-ending story. Oh, God, yeah. And, uh... Shut up, like, Ryan! Don't make me think yeah, about exactly. that. <laughs> or, like, Maury Sendak books, you know? Like, they're just, like, they fuck you up, but you love them. So, this episode, but really just about a minute of it, I remember. <laughs> I love that, because uh, the viewer, depending on if you're... Th- Six or thirty-six, you might. You, we'll see how your opinion changes on how scary that scene is. <laughs> I'll tell you, it was very different to watch it now, but yeah. it still gave me this like ooh, ooh. feeling, <laughs> which great. we'll talk so, about. Yeah, still had um, you a little. That's great. Yeah, but so and then I remember this just being a show. Like I remember being really obsessed with the Nightmare on Elm Street movies, like really loving them, and uh, I think I would see them on TV too. So they were pretty censored when I would see them. And uh, I remember this series and that it was hosted by Freddy. And I don't remember really anything other than just this one specific episode. So there we go. That's our context for this series. So it ran for two years. Oh, that's pretty good. In, I think, 88 and 89 or something. And uh, it's basically like a Tales from the Crypt style show, but it's hosted by Freddy, who, uh, I mean, I guess he was just cashing checks at this period in his life, you know? Yeah, it's a weird, like, he's there, and he's, like, hosting it, but he's not, at least in the episode, like, the two episodes in this one episode, or the two stories in this one episode that we watched, he's not, like, interacting with the characters in any way, it seems He does in a tiny way in the first one. Yeah, he he leaves out a potato chip, I guess. Yeah, he does. That chip looks so good, guys. <laughs> huh, he pulled it out of his mouth, Carol. <laughs> so I was I spent much of this trying to just like figure out what the hell was going on as far as like the premise where I'm like, 
is this all like a nightmare that Freddy's in, like in the movies where someone's mm-hmm. going to like, like that little kid's going to turn around and have like a wrinkly Freddy face? Or is he just watching all of this from afar? Mm-hmm. Or I was very confused as to as to how the setup was. I think the idea is like, don't worry about it. Just kind of yeah. that's, clearly they that's what they want often. me to not do is worry about it. <laughs> these jokers should know better by now. I'm going to worry about it. <laughs> the pilot was directed by Toby Hooper. Yeah. Oh shit. And it's actually the story of Freddie getting burned alive by all the parents. That's like oh, I watch when that. that was made. Yeah, and, uh, and according to the cracked research team, they did not want to have like a recurring cast because <laughs> in order for it to work, he'd have to kill the cast. And so then it was like, what was the point? Mm-hmm. So that's why they decided to do an anthology series where they could just bring in new actors every episode anyway. Yeah. So he's like the host, like Crypt Keeper style, but he's also sort of tangentially involved with stories. And sometimes I think more or less involved. It's just like he's kind of lazy and he's hanging out. He might mm-hmm. give you a tip or he might just fucking watch you. Who cares? Yeah, yeah this is like a, a half day for him at work. You <laughs> yeah. know, this is like, I'm going to show up, but I'm, he's like, uh, this is like his um, consulting gig. <laughs> he, yeah, he's pretty burnt out and he's just going to phone this fucking Wednesday in, okay? Would, would you like to know uh, some of the notable actors who appeared in this series and went on I to bigger and better things. Sure. I certainly would. Are the orphans alive? Because I haven't been feeding them. They're, they're alive, but they're having some bad dreams right now. <laughs> uh, we had one Kyle Chandler, who went on to be coach from Friday Night Lights. Oh. Uh, Mariska Haggerty, who went on to oh. bust the criminals of sexual crimes for Law & Order. Chong chong. Chong dong. Uh, Lori Petty, who oh. uh, who went on to be romanced by Keanu Reeves in Point Break, amongst Oh, and she's things. on Orange is the New Black, and she was Tank Girl. Tank Girl. And yep. Tank Girl, And yes. um, the baseball movie, A, yes, League, of a League of Their Own. Own. That's right. Gina Davis's sister in A League of Their Own. And uh, America's sweetheart, Brad Pitt. Wow. Mm. And a lot Why of other not? people of... of various levels of fame but uh, those were kind of the top four and a whole lot of people that you don't give a shit about (laughs) (laughs) so let's get into the episode so and apparently this was a standard thing for the show that it was like two 20 minute segments and like a a minor character from the first story would usually be the focus of the second story i think maybe that had to do with casting less actors which some weird shit comes out of that in these two stories pressed together which we're gonna spend some time on that yeah like i'm curious why it was like i understand the idea of okay we're gonna tell two stories in one hour so let's just reuse the cast that's cheaper Mm -hmm. obviously why did they feel like they had to tell Two, like, why not tell one story in one hour or one half hour story? Because uh, they wanted to write two 20 minute episodes because they're used to mostly writing sitcoms. I know. I'm just, I'm curious, like, was it just they got like a hour long time slot? <laughs> I think so. 
Maybe, and maybe they could break it up into two episodes if they wanted for syndication. Because I know it was designed for syndication. Yeah, it, it it aired in syndication, so it was yeah. it was like Star Trek: Next Generation, where it just it it was never on like primetime. It just went straight into syndication. Um, it just seemed kind of weird. I would say my guess is that every decision made around the production of this show was to save money. Wow, that, that is 100% a certainty. If you have any I questions. Disagree. <laughs> I disagree. We're going to come across a very beautiful practical effect involving a hot dog that I'm sure oh, will cost yeah. several dollars. <laughs> So there's a really cool opening, which is like a bunch of weird stock footage of people screaming and this creepy <laughs> mu- uh, music. Oh, and then Timothy Bottoms is the uh, the headliner of this two-parters, which is already funny because his name's Bottoms. That not, is funny. Um, not the first was- time that I found myself wondering <laughs> if I was watching low-budget porn. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Not the last. Yeah. 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 And uh, he was in the last picture show. Oh. oh, really? Yeah, so think about that for a little while (laughs) okay why don't you i'm drinking so then uh a a babysitter comes up to this house and uh i like dad i like in the opening it's welcome to springwood Mm -hmm. and they like zoom in past the springwood sign and it just i was like oh it's like a demented simpsons opening Oh, yeah. Oh, and I guess that's another thing is that the stories always take place, like, on Elm Street. Yeah, like, like at the, in this town. In the, in the second story, they were, like, the guy's address was, like, something, something, Elm Street. He was like, Elm Street. <laughs> Did they ever have, like, a scary Elm tree? Just like, Argh. You know, oddly enough, there's all sycamores on Elm Street. <laughs> <laughs> well, they need to work on branding. So the dad is real handsy with the babysitter, which yeah. again we'll talk more about that as we go. Yeah, this is the this would be now the next time I wrote down. This is like the start of a bad porno. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there's the start of it. Um, and then he's like, "This is the house you grew up in," so that's a little bit confusing right away. Hmm. Uh, and then the the babysitter comes in, and the the mom just shuts down the dad. He's talking about something. She's like, "Shut up." Come on, Dan. Oh my God, Cindy, we can't just leave her here. Shut up. I love that part. That was yeah. great. <laughs> and then the babysitter looks down, and there's like this weird smoke on the floor, and she's having these weird memories of being a fat girl when she was a preteen and being taunted by the other kids. And then she has this weird dream, uh, this weird vision of the kids chained to the wall, which is disturbing and comes out of no. This is like in the first 30 seconds of this yeah. thing, all this stuff. Like she basically goes into the house and immediately starts hallucinating. <laughs> yeah. Do you think she was on drugs? Uh, well, she wakes up, it turns out. Oh. So it was just a scary dream. But uh, in, a, in a series of scary dreams yes i found i found myself casting about throughout this whole thing trying to figure out if was it all a dream was it a dream within a dream was anything set in quote-unquote reality had a hard time tracking all of that i think the stories are all always all a dream maybe on this series (laughs) well because that's where i'm like because it's freddy so is the idea supposed to be that like 
So was that like a dream within a dream? And then what follows is the dream that she's dreaming and it's dark and twisted because Freddy's manipulating it, but Freddy's not really in it. He's like watching it. So is it reality that he's watching or is it a dream that he's like conducting or I have no idea. Well, like spoiler alert, it's all a dream, I guess. But she also has dreams within it and wakes up from dream. It's very strange. Um, So this was all a dream. Within this larger dream. And uh, so then the, the babysitter goes in and out. So the babysitter is played by Eva LaRue, who I will remember forever because she was on All My Children during my oh. stint of watching it in my youth. Oh, okay. And she was on it, like, I only watched it for, like, a year, maybe, and that was when she came on the show, but apparently she was on for almost... For almost 20 years. Whoa. Yeah, 90, yeah. yeah, 122 episodes. And then she was in RoboCop 3, of course. <laughs> yes, oh. of course. <laughs> and I'm just going to mention this so nobody mentions it to me. And I actually already knew this, I'll admit. But in the first episode of Fuller House, which I guess is the only one she's in, uh, she plays Danny's wife. Whoa. I saw that she was on the first episode of Fuller House. I did not realize that. Yeah, and I don't think she even says anything. Danny's just like, ah, it's my wife. And then that, so- that sounds about right. And then she dies in a car crash the next day because it's one of the. Because it's you the can't have a mom in a sitcom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> even if you were never to see her, you she has to just be dead. Ryan, the way you were admitting that, I thought you were going to talk about some wild porno she was in. <laughs> uh, I wish. <laughs> I think this is the wild porno. She, yeah, she was exactly. <laughs> so the babysitter goes into the house, and then speaking of eight bit Nintendo <laughs> in this oh era, there's pretty much a big commercial for Super <laughs> Mario Brothers. Like, did they, so good. did they pay? They had to like. It was a solid thirty seconds of Super Mario Brothers footage. I'm like, either someone paid to be in this, or they were like, "Shit, we're short on time. Throw in some Mario Brothers footage, and we'll hope no one notices." Where they were like, this show sucks. Kids like Mario Brothers. <laughs> That'll and keep that, them. That worked for me so well, Ryan. Yeah. I was like, oh, I like Mario Brothers. Boing, boing. You're I'm mesmerized. Like, yeah. yeah. No, I bet when I was a kid and I saw this, we were like, yeah. Right? Because at the time when this happened, we were so old that such things were scarce. I ended up getting a Nintendo pretty early in the game, which I'm grateful for or whatever. But, I mean, I would only visit my my cartridges and my my deck in the weekends right oh yeah you had some restrictions yeah yeah it was at my um away parents house not my primary so it was like a visitation thing so video games were scarce and there were kids who didn't even have nintendos that they could visit on the weekends so like those poor kids right so they had to watch it on the freddy show yeah that's what you do Hope that Nintendo is on TV. <laughs> they watched it for that brief glimpse of Nintendo, which wasn't that brief, actually. It's pretty uh, long. And then my note was the dad is less handsy in real life. But still a little handsy. He's a, a little, little. And then him and, the, him and his wife are both like, ah, oh, yeah, she's a model. Ah, oh, she's got the body for it. Ah, ah. Rita tells us you're a model. Well, yeah, only part time. It just helps pay my way through school. 
You certainly have the figure for it. <laughs> and the dad, like, even right? does, like, a, like, lean and tilt and check her out as she walks away kind of a thing. And yeah. that's why I was back to, like, wait, so is this still a dream? Because in the dream, he was all porno-y, and now it still is porno-y. He still kind of is. It's not that different. And right. then they have that poster of that Don Quixote sketch that Picasso did on the wall. Oh. And uh, I used to have that poster. And, uh, and then there's more Mario footage. It's <laughs> sweet, sweet Mario footage. Get the warp whistle. Go over the thing. Yeah, yeah. Get us back to it. This is pre-warp whistle. This is OG Mario Bros. Yeah, I know. You have to hop over the blue bricks. And yeah, and get to the of... warp tunnel, the pipes. Warp pipes, yeah. yeah. It's like... Um, so then she eats an apple because she's on a diet. She describes herself, herself as an ex-blimp. And uh, basically it's clarified quickly that she has a history of uh, eating disorder. Yeah. Um, and then I love this shit. It goes, it, it gets so good so fast in my opinion. Because <laughs> all this shit I was like, whatever, you know, I'm, I'm enduring. And then... <laughs> The kids are playing Nintendo some more. Yeah. And then she just walks in front of the TV, which you should not do. And she's like, hey, do you want to play a bunch of lame shit we played before Nintendo is a thing? Like Twister and Monopoly, which is obviously they don't. And then the kids are not fucking around. Okay, now we're going to have some fun. You guys want to play Monopoly or Twister, Battleship, and trades? Whoa! Look, Lamo. This is our house, and these are our rules. We eat what we want, watch what we want, and go to bed when we want. Damn straight. You get the living room, and if you behave, the kitchen when we're not in it. You don't hassle us. We don't hassle you. Damn straight. Get it? Got it? Good. <laughs> so Damn good. straight. Yeah. <laughs> these were the best kids. And then we just cut to the babysitter on the phone and she like describes all this stuff we don't get to see about all this shit that happened between her and the kids. Like Macaulay Culkin shit, Jack's mm-hmm. on the stairs. We also saw that the dad has like a fucking arsenal in his oh. gun case in the in the same room that the kids are playing their Super Mario in. Um, to the point that he has like a fucking AR-15 in there alongside like shotguns and shit. Damn straight. and this is again where i'm questioning the reality of the whole thing because i'm like wait so she's letting those kids be these little fucking assholes to her when it cuts to her being on the phone and she's like hiding in the other room from them i'm like shouldn't she be like no that's not how it works you little punks do what i say they have an arsenal i guess i'm like but is this even real i don't know i don't know i mean it's not real this is a documentary (laughs) where that it's not (laughs) Um, so then it's bedtime and the kids are just missing now, (laughs) which is, this is not a good babysitter. I got to say, um, and the gun case is open and then the kitchen is so fucked up. Like it's not just a mat, like the drapes are covered in food and the, like it's, there's, it's a mess everywhere. Like this isn't just like they left food out on the counter. Like, They've smeared food on the walls and everything. It's like destroyed. Yeah. 
she's yelling at the kids like, I don't even care about the mess. I just don't like that you're eating gross food. And I'm like, who cares if these fucking kids get diabetes? This kitchen is a goddamn disaster. <laughs> yeah. It's a truly nightmare of a kitchen. It's like all the times you didn't clean your dishes plus diarrhea. It's not just like, oh, I was messy in the kitchen. It's like, I am going to do everything in my power to destroy this kitchen. <laughs> and so then, of course, once again, I'm like, did they really make that much of a mess? Or is this all just like surreal dream shit? Yes. The answer is yes. <laughs> so, and then they say her childhood taunts, which is, I don't remember. It's like fatty, fatty, fat, fat. Or yeah, something. fatty, fatty, two uh, by four. I don't know, whatever. It's really mean. It's like fat and Roly ugly. Holy, fat and ugly. Yeah. There you go. Fat That's ugly. brutal. Roly, <laughs> Leave it to Carol to make sure she jots down the insult. <laughs> you know what I just remembered? too from all that uh nintendo is that these same friends we would stay at their house and when we would wake up and it was saturday morning we would always watch captain n i like captain's master when are we gonna do a captain n episode oh captain n episode there's one where they all go to the fucking borneo to watch donkey kong shower nude is there is there do they have a is there a captain n christmas episode Possibly. We could do. We could do that. Is, I know that there's one where Mega Man gets AIDS. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think Ryan. Ryan. He gets Mega <laughs> AIDS. Mega AIDS. There we go. He did always say Mega on that. That's show. what I'm yeah. saying. He wouldn't have gotten yeah. AIDS. He would have gotten Mega AIDS. I've got Mega AIDS. Like, no, it's just regular. <laughs> just regular. Mega Man's like, come on. If I'm gonna have AIDS, uh, at least let me have it be Mega AIDS. <laughs> Throw me a bone. So then she's like, all right, you kids go to bed. I'll come read you a story as soon as this mess is cleaned up. And you're like, when is that going to be? Exactly. Like, so you'll see them in 36 hours? It's going to take forever. Uh, and then this is when Freddie, and I feel like this was the commercial bumper probably. We couldn't yeah. tell because the commercials are. But so Freddie, what, we see like a long shot of him and he pulls the potato chip out of his mouth and puts it on the counter. <laughs> But yeah. then it's like this zoom in and it's like a really well ruffled chip. There's no mm-hmm. bite out of it and it's all soft lit in VHS and it's on like a pink counter. Looks like a really, really good chip. Would you eat that chip, Carol? Oh, yeah. Right in his out mouth. of Freddy Krueger's mouth. Carol. I feel like they filmed that like they showed it backwards. In reverse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. Yeah. What's yeah. his name? Robert Lundgren? No. England. Robert England. Lundgren. Yeah, England. Uh, has he done anything else of note besides this chippery in well, Freddy Krueger? One thing he was known for is that he could put a whole potato in his mouth <laughs> and then remove a perfect potato chip. Wow. Yeah. What an actor. I know. He had a lot of really, he had was classically trained. <laughs> I don't know. I think he was like directed Wishmaster or something. Which we should also do. Can we do Wishmaster? Of course we can. We don't have a bus. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's true. I feel like he's been in other stuff, but it's always playing off of having been Freddy Krueger. I mean, he definitely leaned into it. Yeah, I mean, he's done some voice work and stuff. Um you like the voice of Freddy Krueger? Yeah. <laughs> no, he was the voice of uh, Felix Faust on the Justice League cartoon. Ooh. And uh, he was 
the voice of the vulture in one of the Spider-Man cartoons and stuff oh. like that. But like, I feel like when he showed up in live action, it was in very much a sort of like, he's not playing Freddy Krueger, but we know that's the guy who played Freddy Krueger. Right. Like in Nightmare Cafe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is a similar horror anthology that did have him show up as just like, oh, we're all in this cafe and it's purgatory now. Anyways, we'll get to that episode too. Yeah, I know there was an episode of uh, Married with Children where he played the um, devil. Oh, mm. nice, nice, nice. So, um, this kitchen really gets cleaned. <laughs> she, she does a great job. I don't know how. There's not even a montage or anything. She just seems to clean it effortlessly. And then uh, the parents call and they ask her if she'll stay all night, which is a real shitty move on their part. Yeah, because Mr. Franklin had too much to drink. <laughs> yeah. And they're not really asking her. Right? Like, right. if she had said no, would they be like, well, then I guess we're drunk driving home. They're just like, well, I guess our kids will die because we're not coming home. <laughs> I mean, you'd hope the kids could last one night. But, yeah, sometimes they die. Well, these kids have got fucking guns above their beds, so I feel like they'd be okay. Yeah, that'll help them live, is the guns. Yeah. So then uh, she's like, ah, fuck, I gotta watch these fucking kids all night. And then she eats the Freddy potato chip. The most delicious devil chip. (laughs) Spiced by Freddy's fire mouth. Pretty much instantly, she's eating uh, compulsively. Yeah. Yeah. Which I guess is the idea. It's like, oh, if you just eat that one chip, you're fucked. Like, that's how addiction works. I guess. That's how chip diction works. Or was the idea just supposed to be that it isn't that she ate a potato chip, but that she ate the Freddy potato chip? Like, Mm. he imbued it with some sort of, like, dark power that has now led her to eat incessantly? Can he do this with anything? Like, can Freddy go to a Payless shoe store and, like, haunt a flat, and then the first person who wears that shoe is their whole life is fucked up? That was, I mean, that's probably an episode of this TV show, I feel like. <laughs> I want to watch that one. He has to extract it from his mouth. Oh. Like, if you put, a, like, a hide, like an animal hide, a leathery yeah. hide in his mouth, then he'll extract a shoe, and if he puts it on the Payless floor, it'll fuck up someone's life the other thing i'm just gonna dip my toe into this now and i think we'll continue to explore this but i don't understand what we're supposed to take away from any of this like i at no point in either of these stories do i have any sense of what because they seem like morality tales right but i don't even know what the opinion of the teller is right i don't know what the morality that we're supposed to be taking away from it is no or how we're supposed to feel about anything yeah i'm pretty sure it's don't be fat and don't eat chips fuck you i don't know if it is (laughs) I really don't know. It's almost like it's okay to be more heavy set, but then it's not really. It's I don't understand at all what the. I think it's just like, hey, this is a thing is overeating, and it's very scary. So <laughs> then this shit goes gets so good right now. This is the highlight of the whole episode right here. It's pretty Love goddamn it. good. Love it. Do you want to describe it to us, Carol? Oh, well, sure. So she's just, she's eating everything. She's having a grand time. And then uh, she ends up getting 
Oh, I don't remember what they say, but she's yelled at by a hot dog man and a pizza man. And a sausage. It's like two kinds of sausage. Yeah. Two right? sausages? No, I think it's a Twinkie. I think the idea is it's, so it's oh, a is hot it? dog, a Twinkie, and a pizza. And I want to be oh. clear, what Carol says like a hot dog man, it's <laughs> not like a man made of hot dogs. It's like a hot dog, and someone on the crew came along with a little knife, and they <laughs> cut a slit. <laughs> like a quarter of the way from the top of the hot dog. And then they like stop motioned the top quarter of the hot dog moving back and forth as though to simulate movement of it talking. And that's the hot dog that's taunting her. And then they did the same thing with the Twinkie and the pizza slice just kind of stands there and, and moves around. It's like, (laughs) I would have not put it past them. And I think it might even been better. If there was just like a black backdrop and it was clearly like three guys in all black, like moving their oh, toes, totally. you know, like the, you can you're just supposed like, to get act like you don't see on them. His hands while he was like moving the top of the hot dog above the little cut. That's classic. Yeah, and it was it was done like a stage play. Like you just are agree <laughs> to that you don't see it. Right? Is it a dream? I don't know. Yeah, yeah I thought they had little um fishing line on them. I didn't oh, maybe. look. I oh, didn't that could see be. it. That could be. That's my guess. Also, I think all of us watched the same bootleg daily motion yeah. copy, so it's so pixelated that there there could have been guys in all black, for all we know. Yeah, this, is, <laughs> this is true. I feel like there's a lot of bad visuals they got away with. Mm. I, I think the show is designed to be watched on a tiny pixelated screen. It was. It was the most realistic hot dog man, Twinkie man, and pizza man that I've ever seen yell at a lady for being fat. <laughs> Yeah, the, I, I do have to say I, I, I didn't object to the presence of the hot dog or the Twinkie, but uh, I felt bad for the pizza. I mean, I know pizza is not terribly healthy food, but uh, I like pizza. I felt bad that it was that it was being stand, stood in for as like the the representation of all that is wrong in junk food eating. Austin, I feel like you're going to be visited in the night by... <laughs> Some troubling revelations. I mean, maybe. Or maybe this whole podcast that we're recording right now is just a dream. I don't fucking know. (laughs) It's a horrible dream. You'll be haunted by three pizzas that (laughs) represent your folly, Austin. Because, again, I'm like, so is she dreaming the animated food? Or is the animated food, like, actually in front of her thanks to Freddy's machinations? Or what's going on Austin, yes. (laughs) Yes. So then um, the kids are still missing. Who knows? And, and then the, a robot brings her a ding-dong, which was, that's my dream. And initially, I wrote down, like, she doesn't question where the snack-delivering robot came from, but then I'm like, whatever, she just got yelled at by a talking hot dog, so it's a snack-delivering robot's like a step back into normalcy for her. She's a really good sport. She just rolls with it. She's like, Whatever. <laughs> That doesn't happen to you sometimes? It's just a robot's like, eat the snack. Eat the snack. <laughs> She's like, in 20 minutes, I'm going to be playing some sort of fantasy character in a private detective <laughs> sub-story that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Whatever. Sorry to jump ahead. but Spoiler. So, then there's a trail of ding-dongs. And once again, I'm like, wait, am I in a porno or what? Right? I kind of wonder if this one... Actually, I'll spoil both of them. I kind of wonder if both of them were not just leading up to fucking Freddy. Right? Oh, right. Freddy. Because there's some sex in the second one. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I always think at the end, you know, that'll be the twist. Like, oh, you have to fuck Freddy. Blah. <laughs> 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 yeah, like in the in the second movie when, when, uh, when the guy's making out with the girl and she turns... And he's, like, possessed by Freddy. 
Mm. And yeah, that was it, weird. And it's all like a anti-homosexual subtext to the whole thing. Yeah, very homosexual. I thought it was. I thought it was just made by a gay director, and it was, there was a lot of intentionally gay subtext. Yeah, that I, mean, I forget. Anti-homosexuality. It's so hard to make a point in a horror movie because you'll have yeah. like representation, and then you'll bleh, fucking <laughs> fuck their day up. Right. You know, it's tough. It's all some scary nightmare version. So then. Um, yeah, the mom calls again, and then the food's all gone, and she's freaking out about that, even though she's been eating really a lot. And she makes a phone call. Did I hear this right? That it's Porker's Anonymous? Yeah. So okay. once again, I went, wait, so are we supposed to believe that Porker's Anonymous is a legitimate organization within the reality of this world, or is this part of a dream again? It's That's a clearly part of a dream thing. Like okay. that it's, I mean, it is a dream, Austin. <laughs> It sets up ladies who have eating disorders with men who like to jack off on the phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they find ladies with eating disorders and then men to pork them. <laughs> They're both yep. porkers. Yeah, it works for both ways. So then she starts eating the dog food. <laughs> this was freaky, Ryan. I did. Flash, okay, flashback so. to six-year-old yeah. Ryan getting yeah. freaked the fuck out. I know, little baby Ryan. He must have been shorter than you are now. I was a little bit shorter when oh, I was yeah. six years old. I mean, to be to be fair, Carol, we were all shorter when we were six years old. You were all shorter when I was six years old. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, her face changes at uh-huh. this point, too. There's something... Of, she, I don't know. She turns into, like, a pig man monster. <laughs> they yeah. put... They literally paste a huge mask onto her face. Yeah, and, and she's got, getting like, like fatter, like she's getting into a fat suit, and yeah, she's like man bear pig. It's then, a really bad fat suit. It is, and it's a not a terribly great pig mask either. I like the pig mask a lot, though. <laughs> well, it, it's <laughs> almost more it effective works. for being as shitty as it is. Like it's almost yeah. scarier because it's so half-assed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this would be the part in my notes where I wrote down what the fuck is happening. <laughs> yeah, it get really spiral, and it goes from it really steps it up at this point. It's not like a gradual build up to. It's very jerky. This yeah. whole thing, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. almost like a dream. Very dreamlike. But is it a dream? I don't know. Yes, Austin. <laughs> it is Austin. Yep. Yes. All of life is but a dream. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> so then, um, a couple things about this. One is that it would have taken so little effort to establish the dog prior to this. <laughs> Just show the dog really briefly one time and we'll go, oh, okay, yeah, there's dog food. So, because we yeah. see the dog right afterwards, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think we did. I think she's like eating the dog food and the dog's kind of like, hey, the dog's like saying, they're like, oh. Um, and it's like, just show the dog anytime before that. And then the dog food turns to worms. Is that right? Yeah. Worms or maggots or something like that. It was pretty gross. I believe that also really upset me. You know, I, that, yeah, I, I, I watched this after eating lunch. It kind of upset me. So a couple things about that. Uh, isn't it bad enough that she's eating dog food? Yes. Nope. Is that not enough for you as concerned to maggots? Uh, I would like to point out at this moment that this is the second time we've seen ladies eat dog food. Or this is the first time we've seen it, but it's been mentioned before in Showgirls. 
Oh, yeah, that's oh, right. Oh, yeah. It's a weird one to come back, yeah. If you podcast with someone for long enough, <laughs> certain things will come up twice. Everything like becomes bitches a light beating dog food. You can't stop bitches from eating dog food. Bow, wow, wow. So, yeah, and then she just turns into this whole monster. And then is it completely off screen that she eats the the sister of this yeah. two kids? Yeah, I'm not even sure that she does. Right, it was very probably... unclear, but I believe the idea is supposed to be that she ate the the daughter. The the sister. like it feels like a, a a couple minutes were missing or something, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. which might be true, but it seems <laughs> also a lot of the major events that happen are off screen in this show. Mm-hmm. So that just could have been one of them, right? Which I I chalk that up to money and syndication TV standards. The kid's been missing since bedtime, and then we don't see her again all the way up until the other little boy's like, stop eating my sister! Um, right. The babysitter pulls the finger of the little girl out of her mouth like, oh shit, whoops, I did it. Oops. So that, that's strange. tough when you realize that you just <laughs> ate a child. Like, ah. <laughs> oh, boy. Oops. Whoa! <laughs> I have some this too i was gonna ask you guys if you'd ever heard of the performer in the 1700s name he was like a french weird sideshow freak guy on stage he also was a soldier he was named terre and he had a bottomless stomach and he actually would try to like they eventually his parents took him to the hospital to like figure him out and they didn't because it was 1700s medicine mm-hmm. and he tried to bite other inmates to eat their blood when they put him on a diet how is his name spelled it's t yeah it's a good question because it wait i just want to guess it. first it's french so i'm going to assume there's like yeah. extra consonants yeah. and way too many vowels that don't get pronounced. based there's Based on the way them. that you said it, mm-hmm. my guess is it's T A A apostrophe A A R E. No, but that's pretty very Because it sounded like Tear was right? his name. <laughs> yeah, it's T A R R A R E. No twirly apostrophes or nothing. Ter- yeah, I have no idea how to pronounce that. I'm surprised there's no like X or Q in there just randomly. Right? Oh, those get hard with the O and the U. And then, then the thing, they like the doctors left him in the same room as a baby that was oh, just no. born at the hospital. They like went to do their rounds, they come back, yeah. No more baby. No way, he ate a baby? He absolutely ate a fucking baby. This is a true is this all a dream? <laughs> <laughs> this is a real nightmare that happened in the world. Uh, when he died, his corpse rotted so fast the doctors didn't wanna poke around. L- later they did. He died of tuberculosis. And then they looked at his stomach, and it was huge and full of ulcers. So he was just fucked up his whole life, just eating and eating and eating. Was he egged on to eat the baby by a talking hot dog? I mm. bet there was, like, a little baby doll. That was like, I mean, look, he ate a baby, and that's terrible, but I kind of feel like it's a little bit on the doctors for leaving the baby in the room with the guy that eats people. Absolutely. <laughs> they should have known. Blame the doctors. I know. Don't I don't want to, like, victim eater. blame here, but... It's a real fox grain hen situation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so anyway, so that was a little real life nightmare for you. Now back to your regularly scheduled programming. So after the sister is eaten off screen. <laughs> Just the finger. Uh, the, the, the boy puts on this military gear. <laughs> it gets real home alone mm-hmm. 
Um, I wrote her down at, from this point, I referred to her as dog monster babysitter. (laughs) I like her big pink sweater when she's looking fat and her bangs look uncomfortable. I do like the monster being like an awkward kind of chubby lady. It was weird. Yeah, it makes sense to me though. Well, and then she's got like two toes on her feet. Like what does that have to do with anything? (laughs) She's supposed to be a pig? I'm rooting for her, whatever she is. Yeah, well, I mean, if I had to pick one, this kid's a piece of shit. Yeah. So, yeah, just eat him. Fuck him. Woo! That kid sucks. Fuck that kid. So, um, and then she goes, no one leaves until I'm full, which is a pretty mm. good line. That could um, also be from a porno. Yeah. If yep. there was a, a buffet <laughs> that that was its slogan, I would go there. <laughs> And then she gives this, like, weirdly sympathetic monologue (laughs) about her struggles with overeating. (laughs) It didn't have to be like this! Do you hear me? I was doing so well! You... And you played games with me. And you... You made me nervous! And you made me eat. You made me this. <laughs> I like what you said, Ryan, about how disjointed this is and how the scenes just jam together. Because I do like that after she fucking ate the little girl, apparently, then she's like, I'm sad. Yeah, and you, f- I felt bad. I felt for her. Yeah, I mean, she did a good sure. job as an actress. As a monster dog food eating lady, she was great. She really sold it. Like, I understood her motivation. Yeah. Uh, but she's pretty blamey. She tries to act like it's everyone's fault but hers that she just ate a little girl. So, uh, I don't know. Think about that, too. <laughs> Deflect. There's, yeah, exactly. Doctor, you left the baby in the room. So then I love this shit. Yeah, right. It's just like blaming the doctor for the <laughs> baby. Austin. So this this is like my favorite I loved it so much. So the kid's going after the gun case, right? And she's Finally. chasing him. And then he keeps throwing shit at her. And regardless of what it is, she just cannot help but eat it. <laughs> so she throws like a stool at her. And she's like, I gotta eat this stool before I keep fucking with this kid. She's like, argh, 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 argh. Ryan, isolate yeah. your clip when you just said that you ate the stool before fucking with the kid. <laughs> I ate the stool. Um, oh. Yeah, it's some. Um, it's 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 an awesome combination of like poorly acted fake eating <laughs> and poorly constructed props to be eaten. Oh, but also so the logic good. of it. It's like if he was throwing like bagels at her, and it would still be funny to me that she just couldn't help but eat <laughs> the food he threw at her, right? And it was stalling her. But that it's just objects in the house. It's like furniture. I love. It's so funny to me. Is this a dream? It's almost like some sort of a dream. So then uh, she's eating the carpet. Like, it's like one of those woven carpets and she's eating the weaving. She's a rug muncher. Also like in a porno. There you go. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, among their arsenal, they have a live grenade. <laughs> like you do. <laughs> and he puts the grenade in her mouth so that she can off camera... Uh-huh. Explode. Yeah. Yeah. And I just feel like all the shit we've seen was not crazy enough. <laughs> this has to get way weirder. Yeah. 
So then the parents come home and they're like, oh, there's an explosion. <laughs> and then. Oh, darn. It turns out they're the babysitter's parents. And this was all the dream of her adolescent self, who we've seen in flashbacks throughout this. Yeah. So the two other kids are just not real kids, I guess. I, I don't guess. Really... this Again, this is where the lines between the show's reality and the dream reality have all completely blurred for me. And it's good that the kids aren't real because they're dead and missing, so. And then the babysitter comes over, and it's the same babysitter, even though we've now established that she's the older version of the kid. So the idea seems to be that, okay, so we met a 20-something babysitter who had visions of herself as a fat kid. Right. And then we find out that the fat kid is the dreamer and yeah. somehow she was dreaming that when she grew up she would look like a babysitter that she was soon to have babysitting her but whom she had not yet met. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is where this is where cheap casting I feel like gets in the way <laughs> of uh, any sort of logical flow to things. Well, I've had dreams where I was like an older version of myself and I looked different and I could see myself. And then immediately after the dream, I met that actual person. Yeah. Whoa. 30 seconds after you woke up, that person walked into the room and was like, hello, Ryan. Yeah, there's a Ryan. word for that. What is that word? It's like a German word. Doppelganger? It's like Hofschnagel. <laughs> if you say so. Yeah, you got, you never heard of that, Austin? Hofschnagel. I've not heard of Hofschnagel. You never heard of Hofschnagel. <laughs> you never heard of Hofschnagel, where you meet your projected older self from a dream in reality immediately after the dream. Don't tell me that's never happened to you, Ryan. When did yeah. it happen to you? Were you like, "Hey, get out of my apartment, guy"? I was just like, "Oh, I'm having a Hofschnagel right now," <laughs> and he was like, "Oh, I had that. I've had those. I've had those." So then Freddy's on a spit, and he's like, oh. wrecked him, I nearly killed him, or whatever, I don't know what he says. Uh, uh, there's two spooky skeletons operating the spit, and I love I, them. I thought it was just one. Was it two? Um, I thought it was just the one. You're probably right. Then yeah. I wrote in the other one on my own. Sorry. <laughs> wishful, wishful fulfillment. But they were definitely spooky. It was a spooky skeleton. What is Freddy's life like? Like, we're this is these it. glimpses yeah, of his life. Well, this is his life. We're observing this it right it. now. He watches these things and then makes puns every 20-odd minutes. What yeah. does calendar look like? 11 a.m., get roasted by one skeleton. 4 p.m., be a fucking motorcycle cop. I don't remember yeah. what he did in the morning. Well, the thing is, Carol, the only thing you're not doing? seeing, if you really yeah. want more, it would just be I like, do. he's doing his taxes, he's <laughs> reading the newspaper, he's taking a shit. Like, it would just be incidentals. Like, this is the, the real thrust of his existence. Uh, it, it was when he takes his shit, is it spooky? Oh, yeah. It burns. <laughs> <laughs> so, then, I was not prepared for this. Nor yeah. was I. Uh, we were all getting done, we're like, the end. And when I realized it was two stories, I almost was going to be like, oh, let's just do the one because that's the one I remember because I have no memory of this. Well, I'm I'm not going to lie, Ryan. I kind of tuned out on the second half. (laughs) Oh, did you? I mean, I have some notes and stuff, but I was not following it quite as closely as I was the first time. All right. Yeah. I'm I'm happy to breeze through it. Let's do it. 
Although there's some pretty interesting incestual... I don't know if I'll call them overtones. Well, yeah, because the dad ends up banging the babysitter who was a projection of his daughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, not to give it away. But... <laughs> well, no, we're done. You did it. Yeah, Bone that's hair. all. All right. And tune in next week for another <laughs> scary show. Okay. <laughs> a scary November show. <laughs> So Gina, the daughter, borrows her dad's Walkman and leaves it on the floor. So he blames her for him breaking it. Um, so it's the same family. The dad is like a dick this time. Yeah. So it's the same mom and dad, and then the like the the overweight girl is. I think it's still is the that, same. That's how you describe her, Austin. The, that's yeah. all she is to you. <laughs> You don't even have to anymore because it's not really a plot point. She can just be a pretty normal-looking kid. Yeah, maybe just think about one other thing about her, Austin. Just recognize her humanity for one second. (laughs) So as to differentiate her from the babysitter who was her as a child, maybe. (laughs) That's all. Yep. I feel like we need, like, uh, DC Comics level, like, Earth 2. Right? Yeah, okay, so there's Babysitter 1 and then Babysitter 2. <laughs> I'm having trouble with it, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but also, it just doesn't matter at all. Yeah. Yeah, that's important to remember. So then the marriage just fucking sucks between these two people. Yeah, this is, this is where the episode goes from being about overeating, I guess, to, like, yuppie anxiety and midlife crises. Yes. Slash daughter fucking question mark. Yeah. That's part of a midlife crisis, I guess. Oh, wee. Um, yeah, and he says uh, condescendingly in response to his wife, he says, men don't need any sympathy, which is uh, interesting. Uh, I don't feel like he wanted meant for us to watch this in 2018. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little confusing there. Also, he mentions that he's 36. Oh, boy. And God, Woo! that made me feel old. He had a kid and a job, and he wears a suit. What are you doing? And he's already life, ready Austin? for a midlife crisis. I feel like I haven't <laughs> even gotten my life started yet. <laughs> uh, well, we never grew up is the problem. Yeah, you're That's probably right. true. Yeah. It's like, his wife should be like, stop playing Super Nintendo. <laughs> never. Talking about Star Wars. Never. Blah, Quit blah. yammering on about old shows. Yeah. <laughs> and he'd be no. like, <laughs> you'd be like, men don't need any sympathy. <laughs> Oh, and I want to talk about the mom's shoulder pads. Okay. They were like something from a dream. They were, a I'm, dream called 1990. I'm fairly certain they were placed there by Freddie. Yeah. They're she worked incredible. at the Payless where she bought her shoulder pads. Her spooky shoulder pads. So then the cereal box that Freddie appears on is called oh. Flaky O's, which is a weird combination of... I feel like they're never they're either O's or they're flakes. You don't get them both together. <laughs> Flaky O's. Yeah, that kind of vexing dream logic is what he brings to all of his branding. I did it's really true. enjoy where they switched what the box was, and then he just showed up in like a little spot shot, and he's just like, "I'm gonna fuck these people's lives up." Blah. I know that's the other thing too. Is like it's not clear why he's chosen these people or anything. <sighs> There's just does. I guess they live on Elm Street. Is all. Should have known better. Do you think that um, you get a really good deal on a house on Elm Street because of this shit? I feel like the the uh, real estate has got to be a bargain. 
yeah, like you get a really good deal and it's like, all right, you'll probably have a horrendous nightmare, perhaps a series of them <laughs> at least once, maybe more. And your teenagers will probably die, ironically, in their sleep. Kind of like how but, I, f- I feel like they probably have to pay people to buy the the Mike Myers house in, in the Halloween universe. Mm. My favorite, actually, I believe I was watching, I don't remember which one it was. I was watching one of the Nightmare on Elm Streets. I think it was three or four. But there's a scene where they're in the house that the first one mm-hmm. takes place in. Back me up on this, Carol, if you remember. And they okay. go into a room and there's like a little girl ghost image, like jumping rope in slow motion. One, and she's two, singing the like one, two. Do you, do you, are you remembering this? I'm nodding, yes. So I watched that with a friend of mine, and we really got into it. We were like, <laughs> if that house was super affordable, <laughs> like, I'm saying it's like a four-bedroom house. With uh, a creepy child ghost room in it. And the only thing is just this one ghost in this room, and it never does anything except it skips rope in slow ma- motion, but it's it's there most of the time. Maybe it's not always there. Um, like, would you buy it? If it was a really good deal, like half off or something. <laughs> I mean, that's what they say is that the child never does anything but skip rope. But probably they're like leaving ghost dishes and ghost shits all up mm. and down the house. What if really like you spoke to the owners, there was some way to vet it. Like <laughs> okay. in 20 years, it had been there for 20 years Whoa. and it never had done anything other than that. I mean, I would totally buy it because I feel like I know people who could exercise a house. Puss comes mm. to shove. What I if puss comes? Well, to I shove. would. I would take it from a different angle, which is yeah. I would buy it and then turn it into a tourist attraction. Mm. Oh, You've got like gar- you have like guaranteed paranormal activity going on in one room of your house at all times. Uh-huh. Like you'd pay for that house lickety split. You sound like the capitalist. Dietz's from Beetlejuice, Austin. <laughs> Mr. Dietz got a raw deal. Yeah, yeah. I believe my friend was like, oh, I would just like put all my extra boxes in there. <laughs> <laughs> like a storage room. You know, make your, make your ghost jump rope through all your boxes. <laughs> it would just feel like a garage, basically, you know? And you'd have to make sure you had enough rooms. Like, okay. if I need three rooms, that would have to be a four-bedroom house. Well, right, you know? right. Like, you want to make sure that you don't need the ghost room for something important. Yeah, because you couldn't really, like, you couldn't really be your office. Right. Because right. you're not going to get shit done in there with a chanting ghost, you know? Yeah. Could yeah. you Airbnb it as a special ghost room? Uh, what are you going to charge for that? Well, this is what I'm saying. You totally Airbnb it, and you're yeah. upfront about how it's a ghost room, and you get people to play extra because they can go hang out in the ghost room. But I'm not sleeping in that room. You want to sleep and fuck by a dead ghost? I'm not sleeping in any room that there's chanting in. Me neither, (laughs) but there's all those fucking people that watch those ghost hunter shows and shit. I bet they'd eat that shit up. If there were, like, quiet hours, if it was like, okay, she doesn't chant (laughs) between midnight and nine, then I would be cool (laughs) with it. I'd be like, all right, you get a solid night's sleep. 
I'm assuming in this scenario you've laid out, like, you can shut the door and not hear the ghost jumping rope and chain. Yeah, pretty much just if you're in the room. Because they open the door and it's in there. It gave me the impression that only when you go in the room do you really hear it. It's it's very easily muffled. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a soundproof room. So we all agree we would live in the house. Austin is actually eager to live in this house for financial gain. Right, right. (laughs) I've never heard that angle before. So let's blast through this, because goddamn. Well, right, <laughs> goddamn. Uh, so then the guy is driving to work in his BMW. He gets carjacked by a guy who makes kissy faces at him. <laughs> I love that part. <laughs> like all carjackers do. <laughs> As you do, carjackers. Yeah, point a gun and be like, keep driving, kissy kissy. <laughs> <laughs> And then he gets arrested and interrogated by a detective who's basically spelling out his midlife crisis. And giving him a back massage at the same time. Like It's very flirtatious. Like, this is definitely a horny dream. Like, we're getting porno yeah. again because he's got him, like, his yeah. legs are spread. And one cop is, like, roughly holding one of his hands and taking his fingerprints. And the other one's got his, like, hand on his shoulder and it's just, like, aggressively massaging it throughout this hmm. whole ordeal. That sounds really pleasant, actually. Um, and then, well, and speaking of, and then his cellmate is clearly a rapist. <laughs> well, he just makes kissy faces and pats the bed next to him and looks like, I don't know, a man. A, why does he have a robe in prison? How did he swing that? Because he's a rapist. Because well, it's a dream, <laughs> here's, maybe? Here's your prison raper robe. Yeah. He's fall got, open, yeah. as you will. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, and then, uh, I guess he gets released and there's a woman waiting for him. Well, the cops, first the cops interrogate him while having him tied to a chair with a cartoonish white rope. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. Because he says he'll confess rather than get raped. And then he goes, yeah, Yeah. to get a little bit more light bondage play. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then the woman, I thought it was his wife, but it's not. And so at this point, he comes out, and then it starts this sort of, like, cheap detective music that becomes Uh the theme music for the rest of the episode. It's like a poor man's film noir crossed with cheap porno music. Yeah. And it's the... It's the babysitter from Earth One that picks him up Mm -hmm. in the car. Like, it's that Ava LaRue is the actress that picks him up out of jail. Yeah. And she is, I guess, a woman he has sex with, and she says her name's Gina, and he's like, that's my daughter's name, which is where it gets really weird. Right, so is is, is she the is she the mental projection of the daughter from when the daughter dreamed about being older and a babysitter that had flashbacks to being her current age? Yeah. In this guy's dream that's then picking him up, which is her dad, and Freddie is orchestrating this whole thing. Yeah. I don't know. Or, yeah. like, is she just, like, a dream actress? Like, does she just play different roles in dreams all the time? Like, that's her thing. Yeah, maybe Freddie has her on, like, retainer or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, like, these are her roles. His daughter's name is Gina, and that's short for Vagina. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that explains it all. <laughs> See? I just helped. You're welcome. Put that on your dream chart. <laughs> That's not hard as a dream interpretation. Um, and so then they go, I guess this guy's a lawyer. He works at a law firm. It's I don't Dewey. know. 
<laughs> it's Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe, which is like the least effort anyone ever put in to... Not that that's not clever, but that that's like a, a yeah. go-to. Yeah. That's like the oldest one. Yeah. So it's basically he's like gone to an alternate reality. Uh, the security guard's like, get the fuck out of here. And he's like, quit joking. And he's like, I don't have a sense of humor, which I thought was interesting. He's like, I'm parking in my spot where I always park, which is like on the curb directly in front of the <laughs> building. I'm like, that's no one's spot. It's like a white zone. <laughs> So then, um, Vagina is like, <laughs> all right, well, fuck it, let's get out of here. And he goes to her, he's real, like, short with her and commanding, which I didn't like. And he goes, take him into my house, my home, which I thought was so weird. It was almost like he fucked up his line uh, or but something. They were like, like no time, no time to recut. Like, whatever, go, that's fine. On. It was really weird. So then they go to his house and his wife and kid don't know him. And then they have a husband that lives there, and it's the carjacker, and he makes kissy faces at him again. (laughs) What does it mean? Uh, It means that um, he's considering being Polly for his midlife crisis. With this, I I guess. Or the man is considering for him, like, maybe you could be, you know, he's being offered maybe to kiss. I think he should kiss the man is what I'm saying. He should just kiss him. Yeah. I think so. This is all just an anxiety dream because he won't admit that he's gay. Right. That's what his midlife crisis is about is yeah. he wants to kiss a, a man and he's having all these issues. Well, and I I think at this point the idea is supposed to be that he's doing a like body swap kind of a thing uh-huh. where the car, the carjacker is what he looks like to Gina. Vagina? Yeah. Vagina. And the carjacker is what he really looks like to, like, his wife, but he's switched body. So, like, the carjacker is actually this, like, sleazy lawyer who has sex with Gina, and he's living that life while his other self is living with his actual wife and kids. But that then gets all blown up by the end of this whole thing, which makes even less sense. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, there's no, it's, 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 I don't, it's, there's no logic to it. If there's ever a time to kiss a man as another man, do it in a dream first to see if you like it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've had that dream. Yeah. And you kiss that guy and then he jacked your car and you went about your business job. <laughs> well... <laughs> Definitely something got jacked in that dream. Mm-hmm. So he goes to Vagina's house and mm-hmm. she just starts undressing, which is pretty erotic, I have to say. Um, and then she goes upstairs. She's like undressing as she goes up the stairs and she turns around after she takes her shirt off. And then she comes out to have sex with him and she's wearing more than she was before. She put on more clothes to have sex. I was just so, like the shoulder pads, this is really a garment forward episode, and I was really into Gina's 90s high cut panties. Oh, yeah. Like, she's just rocking them. It turned into a, a porny Red Shoes diary, the way she's, like, popping her ass around in these, like, yeah. really hilarious fucking 90s panties. Oh, yeah, and the so- the soundtrack gets all, like, mm-hmm. softcore porn, saxophone going on, and- <laughs> 
The saxophone is a very sexy instrument. It's one of the most sexual instruments. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so then she's wearing like a swimsuit basically for sex. Yeah, yeah, like it's a... like it's like this weird lingerie thing going on. Which it's... oh yeah, so then it's a reveal. It's I would call it a bodysuit. Yeah, it was okay. something that people don't wear too much anymore. But like it used to be a shirt that would have a panty part, so you'd be wearing a shirt under tucked into your pants for the day, I think, or it's just like a night body it's so 90s whatever it is it's beautiful it's gorgeous so then he's like too confused and anxious to have sex with her which kind of makes sense midlife crisis yeah although this is just what he wanted and then another thing is she's like wearing his tie while she's laying on the bed and um there's some real continuity problems if you are watching (laughs) the tie like between shots could you figure out which level of the dream we were in by the time, Ryan? I could figure out that they filmed this scene in several sessions <laughs> and that they weren't careful about whether or not she was wearing the tie. <laughs> and that their editors weren't necessarily at the top of their field. Yeah. Spooky, spooky continuity. <laughs> it, was, it was all just part of the dream vibe. So then they bang. She really had to work for it, too. Yeah. Like, he really put her through some, uh, made her put some effort into getting him to put out. <laughs> it's true. It's very strange. Then she's immediately conspiring on the phone. Yeah. He's probably, like, asleep in the other room, and she just gets right up and on the phone. Yeah, she basically sexes him into a lull and then is like, let's kill him. Yeah, and then she could have just killed him. That's true. There's a lot. There's no logic to this whatsoever. And then some guy comes in and shoots him like forty times <laughs> while he's in the bed. And then uh, it turns out it's pillows, and he jumps out from behind the guy and hits him with a lamp. Yeah, we missed. We missed the scene where he like gets the intuition that someone's coming to shoot him, and that he should create a fake pillow person d- decoy <laughs> in his bed and then hide in the corner so that he can knock out the shooter. Because he's very savvy to do this, but up to this, he's been just completely confused. Right, and out of his element. Do you think the gun that they shot the pillows with was one of the guns that the children's babysitter's house had? Probably. Uh, maybe. I bet it was, yeah. They don't have the budget for other guns. I'm right. Sure. Oh, you mean like physically the same gun? Yeah. Sure. Or, yes. And the, into the dream world, too. It's like a gun cameo. It's like, oh, I know that gun. It's Ricky. It's, the motherfucker. it's that gun. <laughs> so then um he yeah. wants answers from vagina and he's really <laughs> aggressive and it's 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 just weird it kind of goes back and forth where he's like maybe gonna kill her and then they're kind of okay and then she gives him some car keys and he runs away in her car but then she continues to conspire against him on the phone it's just very unclear mm-hmm. um and then he's driving and the cops are chasing him and then it's daytime again because it was nighttime before right yeah yeah it was yeah because they had sex at night and then later that night this guy came to shoot him and so yeah suddenly it's daytime how long do you think he was sleeping before that guy shot his pillows like i don't think he shot him 15 20 minutes (laughs) okay i got nothing i have no way of it's dream logic don't worry about it yeah, who knows? Could have been 10 years. Yes, he slept for 100 years. <laughs> you could have Rip Van Winkled. 
so then the cops are chasing him, and then there's an off-screen car crash. Yeah. Which is look, I'm sure it was very expensive to film that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the end. Yeah. So then there's all these bystanders, but they're not looking at the guy who gets up. But then it's they are. Wait, Ryan, how could yes. you tell they were by? Because <laughs> they were all making kissy faces. Say that like, like Freddy, like Carol. Men and women. Yeah, how like, could you tell they were by? <laughs> you guys can't see the hand signal that Carol made with that, but I'm sure you can imagine it. I made a really bisexual hand signal. It was. That was very bi. <laughs> So, um, and I like how, uh, this is just the state of mind I'm in, uh, of, of being sick of these things. Cause mm-hmm. He just tries to assert whatever reality he wants to believe. He's like, no, I'm alive, I'm fine, like over his dead body. Yeah, and, <laughs> and so like, yeah. this is where it all gets confusing as far as like, so was this a body swap dream or did he really die? Because then he's, he's like standing over his, like they do this whole thing where he wakes up. So he gets hit by the car and he wakes up and he's getting like zapped by the the defibrillator thing. And then his wife, mm-hmm. like his actual wife, not Gina, is there and she's like, oh, you're alive. But then the camera pans up and the paramedics are talking about how like this guy got hit during a, a police chase and he's and he was like DOA. And so, OK, so he he's dead. But then so was this all like his pre-death dream but now he's dead or was this a body swap thing austin i think all your answers lie in that little painting of the kissy face man in the italian suit they show in the back of the ambulance they just like show him oh yeah that's right that yeah, yeah yeah you forgot but that's your answer i guess Is that kissy man yeah, he becomes the kissy face guy because I guess that because that is that the same actor? I think it is. Yeah, right. Oh, I think is so. It? I, it, I think, uh, so. think so. Um, and he wants his old life back. I want my old wife back. Yeah, so I think he just realizes to appreciate his life for because I don't know why. I don't know what the lesson is supposed to be at all. Uh, and then his wife is right there, and there's all this exposition from the cop. Yeah. And he lives on Elm Street. <gasps> yeah, this is where you find uh, out he lives on Elm Street. And then Freddy is a traffic cop. <laughs> and he's and his, like... Uh, so Freddy, I wrote this one down because, you know, as you alluded to earlier, you know, Freddy, he'll drop in at the end of his scene and give us a rectum, damn near killed him. <laughs> yeah, he's so funny. And his, his line for this one is, and remember, the life you save maybe your own ah! and i'm like what <laughs> what what is yeah. the life you save may be your own read know. a book don't pollute <laughs> <laughs> the end Jesus Yay. what the fuck was that about what did you learn from this austin oh, what was the most nothing i learned absolutely nothing i don't even know what was real and what was a dream and what was a story and what was lazy writing and would you say that you know less now oh i'm dumber now this? for having watched this yeah absolutely yeah. like yeah I, I don't know if it's just because i I've not watched this show, and so I don't know the premise or the kind of stories that they're telling. But it's like, 
I get the whole idea of an anthology series, and I get the whole idea of we're going to reuse the cast and tell two different stories with them, but then they, like, have weird links between the cast where the dad is both the dad of the babysat kids, but also the babysitter. And, like, when you watch The Twilight Zone, you know what the fuck is going on. Mm, It is no Twilight Zone, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely. It was really good. (laughs) Um, What were your takeaways, Carol? Uh, Yeah, pretty much what Austin said. Uh, Don't fuck your daughter in a dream if you can help it. It's a big life lesson. Uh, And try to not eat children unless you have a bottomless stomach full of ulcers. And then uh, sometimes just tell your husband to shut up. Damn straight. Yeah. A lot of good lessons. I had a lot of fun with this. It was dumb as hell, but I'm probably going to watch, like, the rest of the series now. (laughs) It was fun, right? Let me know if the rest of the series makes more clear the, like, logic of this universe. (laughs) No, that was my request, Austin, is that you watch a bunch more of these and report back. Um, Let me go ahead in the future. Uh, No, it doesn't make any more fucking sense. Still makes no sense. I learned that if a talking hot dog tells you to eat junk food, eat it or or not, I don't know. I don't know if I would eat a hot a talking hot dog or not. If it was like, hey, eat me, I'm delicious, I might eat it or I might be like, I can't eat it. I can't decide. If it was right next to a non-talking one, you would just eat the non-talking one. That's true. Simple. That's a really good point. Yeah. But if it was by itself, you might still just eat it. Cause it's, mm-hmm. ew, it looks delicious. He's not lying. Or is he? Yeah, I want to say, though, um, you know, uh, we've talked for a long time, listeners, about my compulsive eating. And uh, I lost like over 30 pounds this year Oh! I worked real hard I realized I was getting unhealthy And uh, I've been going to the gym And eating better So hey, good for uh, you. The moral is uh, Don't be a pig monster <laughs> But I'll tell you If I ate one potato chip I would spiral out of control Well especially <laughs> if it was like Lace with Freddy's saliva yeah, oh, his, man. that's what does it. It's the devil's chip. It's the most delicious, the most spicy. You'll lose the children you're babysitting, and you won't even care. Mm-hmm. That's I, the rub. I really want one of those Freddy chips. Ryan, sorry I laughed about eating. It's just that this was such a comical show, but yeah. good for you for getting healthy and stuff. Also, no Office. matter what, I still want you to put away a heckin' Thanksgiving plate. That's just... Oh, I will. No, I have my moments. Just I mean, your you job. still have to live, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Still gotta eat a baby once in a while. Just, like, special <laughs> occasions. Carol was there when no one believed I would eat that whole Thanksgiving plate, and then I ate it, and then I ate more. It was legit impressive. <laughs> Never forget Thanksgiving memories. Anyway. So, Carol, I find you hilarious. Where can I find you on the internet? Thank you. I had so much fun being here. Uh, you can find me uh, <laughs> at Carolyn Main on Twitter, C-A-R-O-L-Y-N-M-A-I-N. And I also just recently started a Patreon. So if you want drawings on postcards of mine, look up Carolyn Main slash on Patreon, spelled just like that. And also I have a sister podcast, or it's just similar. It's Pitch Please, and you can check that out on the River City Podcast Federation, iTunes, Podbean, and Stitcher. And you can buy the card game. At www.pitchplease.fun. Nice. Yo, yo. I'll visit today. <laughs> Ding. 
Austin Gorton, where can I find you on this place called the internet? Uh, you can find me on Twitter eating pizza at Austin Gorton. <laughs> and uh, you can read my writing at therealgentlemanofleisure.com, which coincidentally, we have also just launched a Patreon. Uh, so if, high five we'll follow each other if you want to give us money you can do so at uh, patreon.com slash g of l all one word uh, or just go to our website and there's a big old become a patron button on the top right of the screen and you can uh, you can click on through there and give us money neat uh, and as for me, your host this week, Ryan Alexander Tanner, I have a website. It's ohyesverynice.com, which is all art. And that's my Twitter and Instagram handle if you want to follow me on those things. There are some pictures of food on there. As for the show, we are a very special episode. Our website is a very special episode podcast.com. It's very spooky. <laughs> very <laughs> special. And you can download and stream every episode of our show on there. Is that right? Yes. Yes, all readily available. If you would like to like us on Facebook, that's facebook.com slash avsepod. You can tell us how much you loved our latest episode and ask us questions and make suggestions for shows. Our Twitter is at avsepod, which uh, is pretty much uh, links to the website. It's really worth following. And you can send us an email at avsepodcast at gmail.com. And we're always really interested in your feedback and your ideas and your just whatever's happening inside of you right now. Yep. Uh, the show you can download on iTunes, Podbean, Google Play, and Stitcher. And if you'd rate and review us, uh, we only accept five star or uh, I don't know if they have stars on Stitcher, whatever the most, <laughs> the highest number of quality is. Those are the only reviews we accept. So we look forward to reading those from you, from you, from a listener like you. From you. <laughs> from boo. I mean you. Uh, so that's, that'll be it for, so... We should have another episode before the end of the month. So I, who's up next? Who's the next host? I will be up next, and I will also Ooh. have a spooky episode. <laughs> I hope it's scarier than Cone and Cup that was the Star Trek episode, Austin. It will be scarier. It will be more scary and less orgasmic than Cup and Cone. Oh, okay. I hope, I ho- let's just do another Freddy's Nightmare. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Austin. You live in Freddy's world now. <laughs> you, you're going to get to the bottom of this, Austin. You'll right, never so wake damn up. damn near killed him. But, you know, I was going to say let's wrap up, but actually we can't get out of here. You know why? <gasps> why? Because no one leaves until I'm full. Yeah, that was this AVC on your home PC with some VIPs of SBTB. Was it Austin G, Dr. DB, RAT, or the C What the heck was with that TV? This podcast is kind of funny. Excuse us all, cause we gotta go pee. That was a very special episode We dissected that shit from head to toe Did the time fly by or was it slow? Got so many life lessons Oh how we've grown Seen so much TV that we're gonna explode Next time on a very special episode
damn straight. <laughs> damn straight. <laughs>